Show on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. What is it with the water in Pretoria? Maybe it's something in the air, or maybe it's just something about Pretoria Boys High, which in recent years does seem to have produced a disproportionate number of business superstars. We know about Elon Musk, we know about PayPal, we know about the work he's doing on Tesla and SpaceX. But he's got a cousin who also went to Pretoria Boys High, is also doing big things in Silicon Valley. His name is Lyndon Rove. He's on Fortune magazine's list of 40 people under 40 that you need to watch. He runs a business called Solar City. It's the biggest private installer of residential solar panels in the United States. His listed company is worth more than $5 billion. Now, I don't know whether Pretoria Boys High did something remarkable for these guys or whether they would have succeeded anyway, but it does beg the question whether or not schools can have an impact on entrepreneurs. And I'm told this evening on my SMS line that Duncan McLeod was at Pretoria Boys High. I don't know. Give him a call, Cecile, quickly and just ask him um, because that would be very strange and, and, and a massive coincidence. Somebody else tells me that Paul Teron, the man who does the business blunders on a Friday night, was head boy of uh, Pretoria Boys, and he had a tech career. He did online share trading for for a long time before going into asset management. Um, He was head boy, apparently, of Pretoria Boys in 1984, and Allard tells me I need to get his 1984 matric, uh, 1984 address that he gave to that year's matric class. Um, So lots of people involved in technology coming out of Pretoria Boys High. Oscar Pistorius, of course, also a product of Pretoria Boys High. So, um, yeah, it's not all it's not it's not all moonlight and roses. But the founder of Waterbury is Alexander McLeod, a different McLeod, not related to Duncan McLeod. I'm taking it, Alexander, because that will be too much of a coincidence tonight. Hi, Bruce. No, not at all. Oh, okay. Well, good on that particular front. Give me a sense, please. I mean, you run a business called Waterbury. Waterbury, you run a company that helps schools teach kids how to be entrepreneurs. Is Pretoria Boys High School unusual in terms of the, the number of tech entrepreneurs? They're also the only school in South Africa, incidentally, that have produced two Nobel laureates in the sciences as well. They do seem to have a very strong academic record, but are they particularly entrepreneurially focused in your experience? Um, Bruce, it's difficult to say. Um, I'm not aware of anything in particular or special that they're doing at the school to encourage uh, entrepreneurial activity or or, or to sort of develop entrepreneurs. Um, So maybe it's just um, the water that you say, the water that they're drinking. (laughs) It's the water they drink and the air that they breathe. It is possible, though, for schools to have a positive impact, isn't it, when it comes to teaching young kids about doing business? Yeah, absolutely. I believe so. I think that's really why I resigned from my job and, and started my business doing what I do, because I do think that there's an opportunity for that. Okay, explain to me how your model works. You sort of parachute yourself into a school and start teaching youngsters how to run small businesses? Oh, so um, you, you're breaking up there. I can't, I can't hear you. Well, one of us has got to break up at some point, Alexander. Um, uh, the, judging by our phone lines tonight, um, do you parachute into schools to and then give courses? How does it work? I, I do what any, any entrepreneur does when they start a business, and I, I go and knock on doors. Um, so I'll contact the school, um, inform them of the program that I'm offering, and hopefully they give me an opportunity to come and speak to, to the learners, either in front of an assembly or maybe to, to, to individual classes over a few days, and I, I sell my program to the learners and give them some some collateral to take home to their parents. And um, if their parents are happy, they pay me and they attend. Okay, well, give me five things that uh, a school can do um, in terms of teaching young kids how to be more entrepreneurially minded. Uh, okay, Inter- interesting question. Um, 
I think the first thing is is, is that schools need to make uh, entrepreneurial activities uh, an extracurricular initiative. I, I, I do not think it should be part of the curriculum. Um, if it becomes part of the curriculum, then it just becomes something else that the teachers have to have to get done. Um, and for me, having it as an extracurricular initiative uh, means that learners need to be proactive. They need to make a sacrifice, um, and they need to take advantage of these of these extracurricular extracurricular activities that are offered to them. That's what being an entrepreneur is all about. You know, making a sacrifice, being proactive, and, and taking advantage of opportunities. Um, Another another point maybe is um, that that the continuity of any entrepreneurial activity um, at a school is is key. It's so, all it's all well and good if you go in there and you give your talk and you go away and the kids go, oh, that sounds nice, and then they go back to history and maths. Um, then it needs to be followed up on, doesn't it? Absolutely. So so continuity is key. So schools you would have probably known about they they run these once off market days or they may get a once off. Um, someone to come and have a, have a chat to the school, but that's not good enough. Um, continuity is is key if you're looking to foster entrepreneurship among high school learners. Any any business person, any startup, any entrepreneur will tell you that you know if, if they don't if they don't push on and, and sort of carry on, nothing happens. So once of once of marketers that I, I don't really think those are, are as effective as they as they as they should be or as schools would like them to be. Um, also, are schools guilty of a cookie-cutter mentality? They're trying to achieve the best possible matric results. You get the best matric results, you can charge higher fees, you get big waiting lists for your school, and you become the superhero of the school environment. Um, they're not really encouraging people to think laterally and to truly educate themselves in the ways of the world. It's, it's a broad generalization, of course, but if schools could do it more, we may be producing some more entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do think schools need to encourage creativity and, and innovative thinking and, and dreaming, really. I mean, that article on um, on, on Mr. Sunshine, as I, as I believe he's called, um, he says that, you know, he, he dreams of being the biggest solar solar fitter in, in the U.S. That's a dream. All entrepreneurs have a dream. Schools tend to encourage learners, though, to think um, sort of uniformly. Um, they try and get everyone thinking the same and wanting to do the same thing, whereas that, that is the exact polar opposite. It's the polar opposite of what, of what entrepreneurship is all about. Um, schools, I think, can initiate internal activities for projects that can improve school learning environments, anything that, that kind of gets the learners to, to think more innovatively, more creatively. Um, I've, I've launched an organization in 2012 on top of my, my business called the School Entrepreneurship Trust, and we're launching a school entrepreneurship Olympiad, which aims to do just that. So we're looking to get high school learners oh, to enter into our, Olymp- our Olympiad and come up with, with creative, innovative ways on how to improve their school learning environment. It's literally giving, handing the baton over to the learners and saying, all right, you go ahead and, and make things better at your school. The story I love about Elon Musk's cousin, Lyndon Rove, who's inspired this conversation, he's the guy who runs a $5 billion solar panel business in the United States in Silicon Valley, is he was one of those kids who goes bored at school, he was bunking classes, and his headmaster got furious, dragged him in, and said, listen here, Sonny, you've got to pull your socks up. And he said, well, your stuff's boring. I'm making money out of school, and you've got to allow me to do it. And the headmaster and, and Lyndon Rove did this deal whereby Lyndon passed his matric and he ticked the boxes, but the headmaster had the courage to allow him to continue his business on the side, even though it interfered with mainstream schoolwork. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I firmly believe in the fact that schools need to allow learners to run businesses. Um, at the moment from my experiences over the last um, 
good few years is that learners are often reprimanded for, for running business at the school. I, for example, know of a learner who started up a Wi-Fi business in his hostel, um, giving internet access to, to all the other learners who couldn't you know, afford data, the data costs and all that sort of thing. And, and his, his Wi-Fi service was shut down um, oh. for reasons <laughs> which we don't know. Um, no, it's typical school mentality, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I then just simply tell the learners, okay, well, if you just go outside the gate, you can start your business there. Yeah, then you get, you get expelled for bunking out, I suppose. Um, and then life orientation, it's a terribly important subject, I'm sure. From what I understand, it's not magnificently taught. If we turn life orientation classes into you know, more useful entrepreneurial classes, would that be useful? I know it goes into the curriculum then, but um, it feels a little bit more real world. Yeah, um, you see, the thing about life orientation, I, I, I know a little bit about it, but, um, well... About, about the curriculum as such, but it's, it's quite a, an open-ended curriculum. Um, so I, I have another idea for schools. I kind of would like to tell schools, you know, you should have a class once a week about something new and something different. Um, I, I say take one LO lesson because I've heard about what they talk about in LO and what they do, and it seems um, as if they're not really using their time as productively as they can. So the thing about being an entrepreneur or wanting to be an entrepreneur is that you need to be exposed to as many different things, as many different aspects of this wonderful world that we live in. So you can spot opportunities and you can sort of find out what you're actually interested in and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I would like to tell schools, you know, have a class once a week about something new, something different, something completely out of the box, something that goes against the grain, something to get learners excited and, and, you know, talking about something other than complaining about school and having to be there on time and sitting through LO and all that sort of thing. Alexander McLeod, thank you very much. The founder of a business called Waterbury. He um, helps schools uh, create curricula, curriculums, classes um, for, for children to teach them more about becoming an entrepreneur. I think it's brilliant. Um, well done to him. And yeah, it, it just there does seem to be an extraordinary, dis- extraordinarily high proportion of people who come out of Pretoria Boys High. Look, it's a big school. I think it's a thousand kids who, who are, are at the school. It's not, it's not a, a, a small school and certainly it's a, it's a privileged school. It's got access to good resources, all of that sort of stuff. That's part of the, the secret there. But some very high-powered and clever people have come through the halls of Pretoria Boys High, including the only school in South Africa to produce two Nobel laureates in the sciences come from Pretoria Boys. I'm also told this evening by Verity Mayer, thank you, Verity, that Billy Downer, the old Scorpions vice head, uh, was at uh, Pretoria Boys in 1974. And where Oscar Pistorius was a more recent graduate of Pretoria Boys High, Gert Simon, the state pathologist in the Oscar trial, was at Boys High in 1974 as well.